Greetings, most excellent Theophilus, grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is a doozy over a dozy on the D&D TikTok side of the world. <laughs> I'm still shocked that it's taken till just now. <clears throat> because it's been out for a hot minute. But anyways, the controversy is that the... Uh, well, actually, let me just read the passage first. <clears throat> the source book, The Adventurer's Guide to the Astral Sea, says that, uh, first, Hadozis were timid mammals, no bigger than house cats. Hunted by larger natural predators, Hadozis took to the trees and evolved wing-like flaps that enabled them to glide from branch to branch. Several hundred years ago, a wizard visited the visited Yazir, the Hadozi homeworld, with a small fleet of spell-jamming ships, under the wizard's direction, apprentices laid magic traps and captured dozens of adozies. The wizard fed the captives an experimental elixir that enlarged them and turned them into sapient, bipedal beings. The elixir had the side effect of intensifying the adozies' panic response, making them more resilient when harmed. The wizard's plan was to create an army of enhanced Hadozi warriors for us to sail to the highest bidder. But instead, the wizard's apprentices grew fond of the Hadozi and helped them escape. The apprentices of the Hadozi were forced to kill the wizard, after which they fed, fled, taking, them, taking with them all the remaining vials of the wizard's experimental elixir. With the help of their liberators, the Hadozis returned to their homeworld and used the elixir to create more of their kind. In time, the Hadozi newborns came to possess the traits of the enhanced Hadozis. Then, centuries ago, Hadozis took to the stars, leaving Yazir's fearsome predators behind. In addition to being natural climbers, uh, dot, 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 dot. So, let's take some keynotes from this. So, these are monkey like species uh, who were. Kidnapped from their home world, taken prisoner, um, and then experimented upon with the hopes of selling them to the highest bidder to be warriors. Um, the super sensitive people uh, assume that this is meant to be a racist recreation of how um, native African tribes would fight with each other, would <clears throat> capture and kidnap each other, and would sell each other to other people, not, I'm pretty sure not just white people, <laughs> um, as slaves. And these slaves would not be forced into warfare, uh, but forced to work uh, land or various jobs. Um, there's some differences here, however. Um, one, um, they they weren't the the kidnapping actually started with their own people. So if this was to be a reflection of that accurately, properly, uh, the Hadozi would be capturing Hadozi uh, and selling them to the wizard. 
Um, and I just, it's... <sighs> I'm sorry, I, I think too critically, and my brain demands me to be too exact for this to, like, really... Ugh. This also brings up an interesting question of, does it matter? Is it just because the Hadozi are, like, a monkey-like species? Like, if this exact same backstory, uh, but they were any other creature-like thing, would this be an issue? Because this is a problem, because media and game and, and fantasy while for the most part is escapism a lot of the time it's also meant to address social issues or mull over things that happened to reflect upon them um like you know what the whole eugenic modify people think which by the way uh eugenics um it's a little bit different i think than just giving them a potion it's more of like selective breeding um ex uh, genocidal stuff um eugenics a lot more brings to mind um what happened in germany in the 40s um whereas the, the basic idea of enslavement now they weren't slaves they were going to be there's a difference there's a difference between, you, we were going to kill you, we have killed you. There's a difference. Um, um, but, <clears throat> I, I mean, frankly, with the whole slave enslavement aspect of it, um, the Irish have just as much claim to feel offended at that. Technically, so did Jews, so do a lot of people, because humanity used to enslave people, not just because of race. Um, and it's weird because it's not being presented here as a positive thing. It's just a part of the species' backstory, uh, which... Uh, I don't... I don't, I don't know, I don't... Ugh. You're not going to acknowledge and move past something if you, as a society, if you make sure your children don't know about it. Um, so if you want it, you, like... Teach them slavery is bad. Like you know, you can take them to the Civil War reenactment. You can talk about why the Civil War happened. Uh, there's more factors than just the abolishment of slavery, but um, it's a good gateway to talk about. Uh, oh, one funny anecdote because my brain's a soupy mush of ADHD, and I just woke up and I'm leaving today. Um, <laughs> I got called a fascopologist. Because apparently slavery is now a fascism thing. Um, but, yeah. It's hard to actually be able to make commentary on something that you're not allowed to talk about. Um, 
if just being vaguely similar to another situation in history, by the way. In history so far ago, there's no one alive today who was a part of that history. Um, we just can't even have a semblance of that in, in media. I mean... Uh, we should, we should get rid of so many things. I mean, they're up in arms about this, but 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 there's the church in D and D. There you know there, there's the church in so many other forms of media. And just look at what the church has done in history. Oh, because um, um, you know these these are the same kind of people who would be so quick to hate monger the church for what bad agents did in the past. Um, so yeah, there's my frustration <clears throat> as of late. And it becomes a point of discussion in doing apologetics about what does the Bible have to say about slavery? Um, well, there's a question to be said of... <clears throat> Um, the comparison between, well, the biggest thing, yeah, the biggest thing is most people, when they are critiquing uh, what comes up in the Bible, is they are thinking that what you have there is the transatlantic slave trade, um, which is actually condemned uh, by the Bible. The Bible says, if you're found with someone who you've kidnapped, um, you are to be uh, made to not exist anymore. Um, which the Atlantic slave trade thrives on that. <laughs> uh, that kind of slavery was also unregulated in how the people were treated. Uh, whereas the Bible explains how to treat your servants. Um, oh, but it, it talks about beating them. Well, in Oregon, I'm pretty sure it's you can get three DUIs before your license is taken away permanently. Does that encourage me to get two DUIs and never get a third? No, that encourages me to not get DUIs. Um, so when, when the Bible says, hey look, if you beat these guys to where you've basically mutilated them, um, they get to go free. And if you kill them, we'll kill you. Um, look at that. And I go, okay, maybe just don't, don't be abusive, because you, you're either going to lose them, or you're going to lose your life. Um, and that's oddly not very appealing of a risk, uh, if you can help it. You know, if I can avoid my risk of death as much as possible, I'm going to. But one thing that's being missed the most is that spiritually, 
there everyone is a slave to sin. As Jesus says, he who sins is a slave of sin, but whom the Son sets free, oh, is free indeed. And it's along these lines that Paul writes to one pastor, Philemon, in behest of freed, ran away slave, Onesimus. Philemon, the shortest part of the New Testament. Uh, this is where you start if you need help studying the Bible. If you just need, just having a hard time reading. Start with Philemon and read the next up, the next size up book, and so on and so forth. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. To Philemon, our beloved brother and fellow worker, and to Aphia, our sister, and to Archippus, our fellow brother, and to the church in your house. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always, making mention of you in my prayers, because I hear of your love <clears throat> and of the faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, and I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you for Christ's sake. For I have come to have much joy and comfort in your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, brother. Therefore, though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is proper, for love's sake I rather I appear to you, since I am such a person as Paul, the aged, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, a name which means useful, who formerly was useless to you, but now is useful both to you and to me. I have sent him back to you in person, that is sending my very heart whom I wish to keep with me, so that on your behalf he might minister to me in my imprisonment for the gospel. But with your, but without your consent I did not want to do anything, so that your God-goodness would not be, in effect, by compulsion of your own free will. Or by compulsion, but of your own free will. For perhaps he was, for perhaps he was for this reason separated from you for a little while, that you would have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me. But how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If then you regard me as a partner, accept him as you would me. But if he has wronged you in any way, or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it, not to mention to you that you owe me, even your own self as well. Yes, brother, let me benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Having confidence in your absence, I write to you, since I know that you will do even more than what I say. At the same time, also prepare me a lodging, for I hope that through your prayers I will be given to you. 
Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you, as do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, my fellow <clears throat> workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So what's the last note in the Bible on the topic of slavery? Accept him back not as a slave, but as a brother. And how fitting it is that I go now to a reenactment this weekend. Civil War reenactment. The war that brought about uh, a war where that involved abolitionists, a war that brought about the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, movies like Glory, um, talk about the unit that I'm too tired to remember the name of, I keep mispronouncing the name of their off officer, um... Al Ghul? Ghul? No. That doesn't sound right. Shaw? No. Anyways. Yeah. The key to debating <clears throat> the topic of slavery in the Bible is to be well studied. To be able to explain and explain the differences. Explain that one, we're under a new covenant. Two, uh, the Old Covenant gave directives that were revolutionary to the world around them. Look, Just look in Exodus 21 about the rights given to the daughter soul, to, to the daughter given. Um, also look at greater apologists, for examples. It's we stand on the shoulders of giants in so many aspects of our faith. Um talking about a time period where you kind of just had to do that to live. You couldn't support yourself. Um, I still need to do a study where I feel like employment probably lines up with the biblical model a lot more than um, what we think of instantly when we think of slavery. Um, but yeah, that is what we have discussed today. We only have Discord questions, it seems, today. Louis Titoda asks, Hey, Cuzzy, hope you're doing well today. What are the e some of the easiest ways you can think of how to overcome addiction? Because I'm trying to read a book, but my brain just keeps going back to my old habits. Reading books can be very hard. Um, if you mean a book on the topic, I, I'm not so sure. Um... It can depend on what the addiction is. First and foremost is just... It can be really hard to cut something cold turkey. Depending on what it is, it can be detrimental to quit it cold turkey. Um, so, um, just weaning down... Um, It, I mean, I should be counselors at your church more qualified to talk about this than I am, but, 
um, it's, it's difficult. Um, if there's a certain point in time in your day when normally you'd give in to that addiction or desire, um, fill that slot with something to distract you. Uh, that's a it's an easy thing to do. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Also prayer. <laughs> prayer for guidance and help. Um, Deloon13 asks, Was the crucifixion needed for salvation? My understanding is that it's not the crucifixion that saved us, but what happened during the crucifixion that saved us, that being the wrath of God poured out on Jesus instead of us. But other Christians say that there needed to be blood a blood sacrifice. Is it both crucifixion and wrath, or only one of them? Why is the blood needed? <clears throat> it's twofold. In one sense, it's a proper Old Testament sacrifice where it's about the life being given for life. Um, life being represented by the blood. Um, as it says in Hebrews, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. At the same time, the Bible makes it very clear that also what happens on the cross is the wrath of God being poured out over sin. Um, such as in Isaiah 53.10, Yahweh was pleased to crush him and to cause him to suffer, that by the suffering of his soul, um, all the stuff it says there at the end. <clears throat> so, what's needed is... Um, the shedding of Christ's blood unto death. Where that happened technically is secondary. God chose to do it the way he did it for a very specific reason. So it couldn't... It couldn't, it couldn't have been any other way. <laughs> if God had wanted it to be on an altar, it would have been on an altar. Um, but it was on a tree. Just as Moses rose up the snake in the wilderness on a pole that would have looked kind of like a cross. Um, but it's it's what the the tree is not what saved us. It's the blood of the Messiah being poured out. With knowledge that that is God's wrath against sin. That for... That life <clears throat> is given for life. Um, and if one law has been broken, it's as though all laws have been broken. You are guilty. You are a transgressor of God's law. <clears throat> so now... I grab my NIV... And knock things over... And turn to Matthew 5, chapter, uh, <laughs> chapter 5, verses 3 through 12, and read. <clears throat> Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful. For they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they will be called the sons of God. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you on account of Christ. Rejoice and be glad, for in the same way they uh, for great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. <clears throat> Go in the peace and love of our Lord and Savior.